0: Shepherd must know the sheep, he must feed the sheep, he must lead the sheep, and he must protect the sheep.
1: Hello again. You're on the front porch and you're on the Pastor and People podcast. I'm sitting here with my man Thabidi on What's good, T? Hey, what's good, Isaac? Good to be with you, man. Good to be back. Good to be back. Um, I'm excited for this third episode of the podcast. we got two down here. Uh, So we started again talking about pastors and people working together for their joy, a shared joy that brings great glory to the Lord. And then we started a series uh, this month called You Need More Than a Church, You Need a Shepherd. And with this series, what we're hoping to show is that a shepherd is vital to the health of a church and that faithful shepherding is greatly rewarded. Right, So in that last episode, we looked at Ezekiel 34 in depth, and then we hopped all the way over to 1 Peter 5, Hebrews 13, talking about what a shepherd is and what a shepherd is not. Right, mm. You talked about the Navy SEALs versus the snipers versus the preachers and that mm. analogy that I think was wonderful, and I pray that blesses people. But now that we've talked about um, what a shepherd is, I want to talk about more what a shepherd does, mm. You you mentioned you were going to talk about those things. So let me just even start there. What does a shepherd
0: do? Well, probably the best way to get into this is to sort of refer the readers to the best book I think I've ever read on um, shepherding ministry. And that's Timothy Whitmer's book, The Shepherd Leader. Uh, Whitmer breaks shepherding down into um, four biblical and practical strategies. Um, And each of those four strategies, Uh, In order to shepherd well, he argues, you have to do on two levels. Um, So the four things that a shepherd does is a shepherd must know the sheep, he must feed the sheep, he must lead the sheep, and he must protect the sheep. So know, feed, lead, and protect. And he has to do both of those things on both a macro level and a micro level. Okay. okay, so why don't then we begin with
1: just knowing the sheep? Because that can, that can be a kind of hard concept to grasp, I think. What do you mean? I mean, I know their name. I know where they came from. I know their grandmama. She comes every Sunday, sits in the back. What do you mean by know the sheep?
0: Yeah, well, those things are part of knowing the sheep. But I think what, um, what we ought to have in mind is what our Lord says in John chapter 10. John chapter 10, verse 14. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. So if Christ is the chief, chief shepherd, yeah. and if he is the model for our under-shepherding, then part of what we ought to be able to say is that we know our people, and our people know us. Yeah. Which means that there's a relational context. Where there's, there's meaningful interaction with our people beyond just a Sunday morning gathering or maybe a midweek Bible study or something. Um, and again, this has to happen on both the macro level, the large level, large scale, And on the micro level, the the individual level. So on the macro level, what that means is uh, you want to know the entire congregation, right? Um, And this is where something like your membership process uh, and a tool like our membership directory becomes really important because those are just simple ways of beginning your shepherding. Right from the start of a person's membership in your church, right? And so, knowing the sheep is where shepherding begins. Okay. Uh, and, and there is no true shepherding happening where we don't know the sheep and where the sheep does not know us. And so, on a macro level, we gotta know who's in the fold, you know, who's a Christian, who's not. Um, we gotta know, sort of, we gotta clarify their commitment to being a part of the flock so that we can clarify our responsibility for right. shepherding them. And on the micro level, that means we've got to know people individually, right? So we, we've got to be acquainted with their, their testimony of faith. We've got to be acquainted with their walk in the Lord, their victories, their struggles. We've got to know something about their spiritual and their, their practical needs. And this is where the Bible's um, teaching and example with regard to visitation is so important. Um, So we think of James 5 or we think of Paul's writing into the Thessalonians where he talks about, you know, going from house to house and and teaching them in their homes, being a mother, being a father to them. Um, We need to know our sheep both individually and as a whole.
1: I see. I see. So before we uh, hop on to the second thing, which is feeding the sheep, I want to ask a question from the members perspective, then from the people's perspective, because we're talking about pastors and people. How can I, as a member, then make myself better known? You know this is, because a lot of pastors feel can feel hounded you know I know you 're not encouraging that, but certainly there 's a responsibility I have to serve my pastor and making myself known. Do you have any encouragement for that? Yeah, well,
0: first of all, if you 're a Christian and you 've been attending a church, join the church right so the, so the simplest way to make yourself known is to become an active member, a self-conscious member uh, of the church. And you allow enjoying the church, you you really are involving yourself in a process now where the entire church uh, should be getting to know you as well, right? So you're just declaring publicly, hey, I'm a sheep, I want to be in this fold, Uh, will the leaders of this church shepherd me, right? Uh, The other thing is then just be involved, be present, Uh, engage with people, practice hospitality, include your shepherds, in your hospitality, right? So invite your pastor over or um, find ways of encouraging him. Stick around after the service. Thank him for the sermon. Let him know the sermon. Remind him of your name. He's got a lot of names to remember. If you're new in the church, don't be offended. If pastor forgot your name, you know, you're like the 39th Janelle in the church. You know, get a brother break. Uh, but but basically, make yourself known. Uh, be, be that kid on the playground. Who goes up and says, "Hey, will you be my friend?" Mm, you know, that's, that's a good. good thing to do in the church. That's good.
1: That's good. So you mentioned sermons a minute ago. Mm. Uh, so I want to just switch over to the second primary task uh, that you've put forth, and that's feeding the sheep, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm even curious: is is that only through the preaching of the word, mm-hmm. uh, the central preaching on Sunday morning? Um, what does that task require? What does that task uh, mean for the
0: shepherd? Yeah, and, and Whitman does a good job again of sort of unpacking this in in the framework that he's offering. It's he's just summarizing the, the Bible's um, teaching about what a shepherd does. And, and crucial to, to proper shepherding is feed the sheep. Um, think about when the Lord restored Peter uh, to himself and to the ministry. Several times he says to Peter, what? Feed my sheep. You know, feed the little ones. Um, so that's right at the heart of shepherding ministry. We've got to lead them into green pastures. So what we're talking about there is the ministry of the word. And again, you've got to do that on the macro level and the micro level. So on the large macro level, that's going to include the pulpit ministry, the public preaching of God's word. If you have a, a larger midweek study, it's going to include that. If as a shepherd you write, whether it's a church newsletter or whether you write books, um, that's part of your feeding ministry on the macro level. But it's also got to come down to the micro level, right? So you've got to feed people on a more intimate scale. And so many churches will use small group uh, ministries to help achieve that. Um, encouraging one-on-one discipleship in the church is crucial to that micro-feeding. Um, what you do as a shepherd in counseling um, is, is an aspect of the, of the feeding ministry of the shepherd. And uh, in order to feed people well, you've got to know them spiritually. You've you got to know what their temptations are. you got to know what their interests are. you got to know where they're vulnerable. Um, so that in your in your both macro and micro level feeding, you can address those kinds of things from the Word of
1: God. Right, and I was struck recently. I was reading this uh, how Paul is also encouraging Timothy. He says, "Know what you're feeding them." Mm-hmm. Right, it's, that's mm-hmm. crucially says uh, in First Timothy four sixteen. Keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching, the feeding. Persist in this, for by doing so you will save both yourself and your hearers, Mm -hmm. right? So it's
0: extremely important to know what you're feeding them. Well, and and my favorite text on that is um, what he says to Titus. In Titus chapter 2, verses 1 and following, says, but as for you, teach what accords with sound doctrine, Mm -hmm. right? And then he goes on. This is is how you know, in part, a pastor is meant to know his people. Because then Paul goes on to sort of, Um, delineate the different kinds of people in the church. He says, now, older men are to be sober-minded, dignified, self-controlled, sound in faith, in love, and in steadfastness. Older women, likewise, are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers or slaves to to much wine. Now, how is Paul going, or Titus, excuse me, going to know whether or not the older men are sober-minded and self-controlled? if he doesn't know them. Right. And then how is he going to do a similar thing with the, the older women, right? And then it, then it sort of, it, it, it kind of uh, cascades from there because the older women are to teach the younger women how to do this, that, and the other. And, and, and Titus is to teach the young men uh, to be self-controlled and so on. Right. Um, and, a, and a significant part of the shepherd's teaching and leading functions, which we'll talk about next, is example setting, right, um, and and that's that's another way in which you get the micro element of this um, really ramped up is is uh, by living as an example and to measure the kinds of things you teach in all these other settings. Okay,
1: okay. So let's move on then to that next charge for the shepherd. We've talked about knowing the sheep feeding the sheep and now what does it mean then to lead the sheep and you've talked about this macro and micro example what does that look like in terms of leadership for the flock
0: well here's an area where um diligence is required right so when paul is talking about spiritual gifts in romans 12 i believe it is and he says those who have a gift of leadership let them do it with diligence Mm, right that's good um and and here's a place too where i think as shepherds We can give disproportionate attention to something like preaching and not enough attention to something like leading. Um, And Whitmer helps us here, talks broadly again about the macro and the micro level. And at the macro level, uh, leadership is going to involve things like vision setting, um, clarifying the mission of the church and the purpose of the church. Might even include things like setting of policies. You know, if you had a staff and things of that sort, that's part of what you do in terms of leadership. It's going to include the the public worship of the church. It's going to include how you approach educating the people, discipling the people, um, how you model and encourage fellowship in the body of Christ or evangelism uh, out in the community. Um, Leadership is going to involve how it is you systematically groom people to become leaders at that macro level. And on the micro level, similar kinds of things. Uh, and again, this is where example setting uh, is, is so crucial. Whitmer has a line in his book where he says, failure here, failure to the exact, set the example, sabotages the rest. Mm-hmm. So everything else that's going on in Shepherd's life uh, and ministry may look great from the outside. But if in fact his example is, is contrary to all of that, or his example impeaches him in some way, then it sabotages you know, the rest of his ministry. And uh, Whitmer suggests three areas to, to set an example for your people. Set an example in your relationship with Christ, that you keep a close walk with Christ. You talked about 1 Timothy 4 a moment ago, mm-hmm. you watch your life and doctrine. Mm-hmm. Um, set an example in your relationship with your family and of course, that's one of the qualifications for being a shepherd, that you lead your own household well. So that should be exemplary. And set an example uh, with regard to your own ministry in the church, that, that the shepherd leader should be actually modeling what it looks like to, to serve others and to lay down your life and to involve yourself uh, in the ministries of the church. And so on the, on the macro and micro level, uh, we want to lead the people toward the, the vision and purposes of the church as established in the word of God.
1: Well, That's good.
0: T. am going to I'm gonna go ahead and just read 1 Timothy four eleven
1: for us. He, Paul says to Timothy, he says, command and teach these things. Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in
0: faith. Impurity, And, and mm-hmm. that's exactly what you're talking about. And, Messi so you're living in First Timothy. I'm living in Titus. So, same kind of thing in the pastoral epistles. So, Titus 2, 7 and 8. Show yourself in all respects to be a model of good works. And in your teaching, show integrity, dignity, and sound speech that cannot be condemned, so that an opponent may be put to shame, having nothing evil to say about us. Mm-hmm. You know, when he keeps saying, show yourself, show yourself. He's saying model. He's saying that this should be visible. Um, and this gets back to knowing your sheep and your sheep knowing you. Um, the pastor's life should be so accessible that he's showing himself, that the people can see him and the people can discern. Uh, here's a man who's full of dignity, integrity. His speech can't be condemned. Um, and, and his example should, be, should have such integrity that opponents are put to shame that's good right. that's um, good. So good that's good so we've talked about then the, the
1: first three charges for the shepherd knowing the sheep feeding the sheep leading the sheep why don't we switch then to this fourth and final charge as far as Whitmer's concerned uh, this notion of protecting the sheep right mm-hmm. so sheep are vulnerable creatures
0: right yeah so sheep don't have much in the way of defensive capabilities right, right? so they, <laughs> they don't have claws they don't they don't have sharp fangs um, they're not muscular, they're succulent. Right. Uh, you right. know, they're, they're, easily, they're not even smart. Right? No, that's exactly right. <laughs> that's exactly right. They're easily preyed upon. And so one of the vital things that a shepherd has to do um, is wield that shepherding that crook. Yeah. Um, and he's got to use that crook to beat off the wolves. Um, and he's got to remain alert. He's got to be a watchman, right? He's got to he's got to watch over um, the sheep such that He's able to protect them where they can't protect themselves. Um, and again, on the on the macro level, you know, this is where public warnings from the word is really vital. Um, this is where the shepherd needs to be something of a student of the cultural pitfalls uh, in this context, whether it's materialism or hedonism or uh, any other kind of ism that the people seem to be uh, vulnerable to. And this is where a place like church a practice like church discipline is so vitally important. Because in the discipline, you're giving this macro level warning to the congregation that there are things that are dangerous to you as sheep. Uh, and in love, we, we warn you against those things, right? And, and the practice of discipline is one of the ways, of course, you keep the fences healthy. Uh, so a shepherd needs to be somebody who is happy with fences, uh, and keeps defenses in repair because that's how you that's how you keep bad things out and that's how you keep the the blood bought sheep of God in. Um, and then there's the micro level. Again, you want to uh, care for every sheep individually, and this is going to require, as as Jesus teaches in the Gospel, sometimes that you leave the ninety nine and you go get the one. Right. And so ninety nine are doing well. They're in the fold. Um, we we cannot, if we're faithful shepherds, we cannot um, have an attitude that kind of shrugs at one or two being lost, and you say, "Look, how many others we had?" Right. Well, no, the Lord leaves the ninety-nine; He goes to get the one. That's the shepherd's heart. And if we want to be faithful under shepherds, then our goal is to to deliver safely home all the ones that have been entrusted to us, uh, and to make sure they don't stray.
1: That's a good tea. And, I, and I'm sure a number of the brothers listening to this and their flock as well are looking around and saying, wow, there's a lot of sheep in this pen, right? And mm-hmm. shepherds are saying, I've got a lot of sheep, man. I've, I'm trying to just watch the 99 and that one's out there straying. Uh, I can hardly keep the fifth Janelle different from the 16th Janelle, right? <laughs> so we've talked about knowing the sheep, feeding the sheep, leading the sheep and protecting the sheep. But I think brothers might be sitting here saying, I've got too many sheep. Mm -hmm. And people are wondering, do I have enough shepherds, right? Mm -hmm. Do I have uh, as many shepherds as I need? Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think the next time it would serve everyone, and I think we're planning on doing this, is talking about how many shepherds does a flock or a church need, right? Because it's interesting, you've kept using that word in the plural sense, right? You're not just thinking of one shepherd per se, even though you have individual examples, but you're thinking of the plural. Anything you want to say about that before we hop onto it
0: next week? No, just that we we look forward to talking about that because you're right. um, This is going to require um, shepherds plural, and it's going to require uh, some intentional strategy. Uh, For getting there So we look forward To talking
1: about that Yeah man look forward To chopping that up You're on the Front Porch Pastor and People Podcast Thank you for joining us And Lord willing We'll see you next time